Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, a trauma-informed spiritual mentor, certified meditation teacher, and human design expert. I'm empowering empaths in recovery and healing from narcissistic abuse, childhood trauma through human design, self-care, mindfulness advice, and expert interviews. Subscribe now. This is episode, You're a Human Design Projector, Now What? And today is really an exciting time because I get to share with you a bit about my journey and learning about projectors as I am a parent of a projector. And we'll pull a shout out to a listener's chart here that has booked a free call with me. So you may be asking yourself as a projector, why is it so hard? Why can't I just be like everyone else? Or why can't I fall asleep? Some of the basic essential things in life are really hard for the projectors. And I think it's only hard because they're trying to be like everyone else, which is 70% of the population are generator type defined sacrals, where the projector has the undefined sacral, just like the reflector and the manifester. And that just has a bit more of caveat and wisdom to it. I just want to note, I was in a thread yesterday in a Facebook group, and so many people saw their white centers as empty. That does not mean it's empty. You have energy within you. It is not empty. You are not unwhole. You are complete, no matter what your chart looks like, with a few colors of a center, with a few white centers, whatever it is, you are whole and complete as you are. This just means that you amplify and you experience life in variety, which I think is a beautiful thing. So I see these white centers as opportunities for variety, opportunities for wisdom, for intense personal growth, which sometimes is not fun, and for learning. Great, great wisdom and empathic superpowers are in these areas that are white because you are feeling the energy because you're receiving that frequency. So just want to caveat that there for us today to remind ourselves and affirm that you are whole. You are not less than. You are not uh, cursed because you don't have a defined sacral. It is far from the truth. And if we take a look at the chart here in the projector, you can kind of see what I'm talking about. So this particular listener, shout out to Melissa. Thank you so much for hopping on a call with me and allowing me to go through your chart with you and describe a little bit more about how you can guard yourself up against the narcissist based off of your energy chart and what is happening in your frequencies in your energy body. So as a projector, if you take a look here, we have... I'll zoom in to the sacral center. Kind of blurry, hard to see. Here we go. So in the sacral center, if you have your chart in front of you or if you're walking and listening, this is the square above the bottom square. So you have all the shapes and this is like the central square at the bottom. The sacral defines or is linked to your energy center, your doing, 
your workforce energy, your life force energy. It is connected to your reproduction centers and your energies there as far as do you consistently do SEG or sex the same way or do you experience it in a variety of different ways, right? That's really the thing with each center. Is it consistent? And it's like kind of almost like rinse, repeat, groundhog day, which is sometimes good, sometimes not, or is it a variety of ways? So as we have, or you as a projector, has this open sacral, this is the energy that makes you ask the question, why is this so hard? Or why can't I just be like everyone else? Like I said, 20% of the population are projectors and 70% of the population are generators or manifesting generators, which have that defined sacral. So you may be thinking, why can't I just like understand, memorize, do the work, like be able to just like slug it, you know, all the way through all day long, every day? Why does it get really hard at some points? And I just feel overwhelmed, burnt out, exhausted. <clears throat> the reason for this, as we are talking about the open sacral center, is the open sacral center. It's not a bad thing that you can't be working consistently like a busy bee all day until you're exhausted. That's not a bad thing. What it is, is it's a wise thing. So you work smarter, not harder. Because some of us, right, we can say, you know what, actually, it's a really good thing. I wish I was a projector because I wish I had more wisdom about how to use my energy because I have so much energy. I sometimes like spin my wheels and I'm like, for me as a generator, I'm thinking like, what did I get done today? Like what was accomplished? Not much sometimes because you're just spinning your wheels here and there and you're expending your energy. So it's really about the wisdom of knowing where to place your energy, how to use your sacral energy. And this open center is, again, short spurts. I just want to remind you, once you understand that you have the power, this is not empty. You don't have no power to do something. You have a unique way of doing stuff. So you have the power of short spurts and relax. Just regenerate, recuperate, rest, relax, and then short spurts again. So that's why it feels so hard because you're trying to continue to push and use your energy in a way that is just not your design. Your design is to do short spurts, relax. So for example, like I said, I am a parent with a projector. And so simple example is some schoolwork or like getting some reading done that is assigned or learning multiplication math tables, whatever it is, right? There's always something to be memorized and learned in school. And so instead of sitting there and doing the work and then moving on to the next topic and doing more work and then moving on to the next topic and doing more work, that feels like torture to the projector. Yes, working the nine to five is not the projector's way. Being your own boss or having a part-time job or some type of job where you can manage your schedule a bit, where you can 
work in short spurts and then rest and relax. Work in short spurts, rest and relax. That's the key. So doing multiplication tables, you don't sit there and go through one through 10 like you may do as a generator. You only do four. Get those solid, then do the next four, you know? Get those solid, then do the next four and build upon that. And that's definitely the, the way and the skill to do it as a projector. What if you have a nine to five and you need to perform uniformly? If that is the only job you can have, if you're stuck there at the moment, then just be aware that, that you need to take more breaks. Maybe you, you go to the bathroom a little bit more often and kind of do some Zen moments, do some quiet breathing, do some meditation to dispel all the energy. So what happens, this is my next point I wanted to talk about with sleep, but for the work, what happens is that your white open center is a receiver of energy. So you're amplifying and that's why you can get a lot done in short spurts, probably more done than let's say a generator who is just consistently chugging along because you, you, the wisdom of the projector, which I love to listen to from my daughter is the most efficient way to get something done. You have the advice as a projector to know the fastest, quickest way to get it done. So honestly, you don't have to sit there and slug along from nine to five. So if you're stuck there and you have to, and that's the format you're in right now, then I would say the best thing to do is do your awesome, like you're smarter, you've got your work done a lot quicker, take some bathroom breaks, <laughs> like go and just like chill out. Maybe people might think you have some indigestion issues, but who cares? Like you're going to a quiet spot, or just get up from your desk in general, right? I don't know where, what environment you're working in, but get up from your desk, walk around, take a breather, take a walking meditation, pretend you're going to the copy machine or something, and just like, just take your break. And that's the key thing here is to, the people won't understand, of course. Not everyone gets different types of spirituality. Some people don't even understand energy, let alone human design, or that you're a projector. Everyone thinks that everyone's a generator because the majority of us are generators. So for those of you, this is why it is hard to be a generator in this type of world of unconsciousness is find little tricks and ways to take a break and to, to, to dispel all that energy that you just amplified at your desk and be like, Whew, maybe you need to just hop outside and I don't know if your area, you could do a smoke break. You don't actually have to smoke. I'm just saying, you know, like people go outside and take a smoke break and that's acceptable. So why can't you go outside and have a chillax for a moment break? So if you can get away with those during your work day, I think that will help you get through that. And then maybe just in the back of your head, keep thinking and planning of how you can find a job or something really fulfilling that you can earn the same income or more without having to do the Monday through Friday nine to five slog. If it's possible, I know still in this world, it's not totally possible. So that would be my advice to you in your workforce and your nine to five as a projector. So, and this is the thing is don't compare yourself. You may think, oh, everyone's sitting at their desk working really hard and getting a lot of stuff done. Like they're better than me. They're more efficient than me. That's not the case. That's not always the case. Like I would just said, you can get a lot done in a short amount of time. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm done. I took some shortcuts and I got it done. Where the generator is like, oh, okay, well, I'm almost done, but that's pretty incredibly fast. I don't know how you did that. 
that's amazing. Or they, then they become jealous of you. Like it's just this, this whole world of comparing each other is a real down, down killer. So the next point I wanted to talk about as a projector is why can't I sleep? Do you have issues falling asleep? Do you feel like it takes you forever to fall asleep or have insomnia? This is something that a lot of projectors really struggle with, even at a very young age, as I've been working with my daughter on understanding this. And I remember even as a toddler, she would lay in bed and she would kick against the wall. And that, as I look back in hindsight, I was like, oh, that was her way of getting all of this amplified energy in her sacral out. So if you imagine energy like smoke, like it's a mist or it's a smoke, and so it goes into this open white sacral and it kind of fills it up for a bit. And you feel like you can do anything. You can do more than the generator and you're amazing. Then you, you try and lie down to sleep, but everyone else's energy is inside your sacral. So you have to imagine like just relaxing, doing maybe yin yoga or a meditation before you go to bed absolutely take an hour to 30 minutes to lay down in your bed or recline, maybe read a book, relax, watch a little bit of TV possibly with blue blocks on and just dispel all that smoke or energy out of your sacral. It's not yours. You don't need it. Like you right now for you to get a regenerative sleep, you need no energy amplified in your sacral. You need to just relax. And so that's the key is getting a really good bedtime routine. Do not go to bed when you are tired. You need to go to bed when you're slightly tired, like, oh, I'm just about ready to fall asleep. Go chill out for 30 minutes to an hour and then turn the lights out. That's key. I know a lot of us especially are conditioned to go, 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 and then crash on the bed. That only works for the defined sacral. So for you, with this variety of way that you experience energies, you need to empty. You need to empty your energy so that you can get a really good night's sleep. And it's not even so much emptying. It's just like returning back to yourself. This is who you are. You are not anyone else's energy. You are you. And this is returning back to yourself, emptying all that out. And then if possible... It's always best and not always feasible, but sleeping alone in your own room is ideal. Maybe in your own bed or on the other side of the room. Um, but what happens is when you sleep in the same bed with a generator or a manifesting generator, you never have the ability to fully turn off your amplifying energy. So even while you're sleeping, you are amplifying the person next to you. So in order to get the best night's sleep, so you're not waking up in the middle of the night or tossing and turning, is to have, you know, sleeping in your own room, which is so, so important. And I know it's not always culturally acceptable that like, oh, well, I don't sleep in the same bed with my partner. I must have a bad relationship. That's not always the case. Yeah, absolutely. You can have a really beautiful, healthy relationship and still, I mean, you're sleeping, you're unconscious. You don't need to be right next to the other person. And then if you're a projector, it doesn't help you get a good night's sleep. That was my last thing about sleep. 
Being a projector is not always easy. And here's the one last thing just in general about the whole element of projector. So the biggest thing that I wanted to cover regarding the projector as well is this strategy of wait for the invitation. This is another huge pain point that the projector is not respected or you know your opinion doesn't matter. Whereas you have intense wisdom, like I just said, of how to do things very efficiently. You are like the wise counsel to the Pharaoh of how to delegate the troops to build the pyramid. Like if I'm thinking way back, back, like I don't know why that analogy always pops on my head, but you are the advisor. And so the advisor always has advice. But if you just project your advice or interject your advice into whatever situation without it being invited in or without you asking at least for an invitation, then you will feel resentment. This is the not self theme of the projector. You'll be so resentful of everyone around you. No one listens to me. No one cares about me. They don't care about my opinion. I have the good advice, but no one hears me. And that's the big resentment with projectors. So you have a certain aura. So don't worry about waiting to be invited. Like no one's ever going to invite you, which is the ego's thought process of like, oh my gosh, like I'm never going to be heard because no one hears me. And so then you panic about like no one really inviting you into giving advice. But naturally your aura, we all have a different aura and the projector's aura is probing. So you enter a room and it's almost like a, like a oobloc slime, like your aura probes out and like draws people into you and you start to have a conversation and you, you know, just flow with it. And then all of a sudden they're inviting you in and asking you for advice. Or if you consciously know you, especially if you have a projector child or a projector partner, then you can make a conscious effort to say, um, Hey, what do you think about this? Invite them into the conversation intentionally, knowing that that's their strategy and everything in your relationship will flow so much better. And the projector, knowing that if you're dealing with a generator or a manifesting generator, then you are, you know, needing to work with their wait to respond type of a strategy, which is pretty simple. You can respond to a, a pin dropping on the floor. You can respond to a, a sigh or a body language that you see, and you can start to kind of initiate whatever conversation needs to occur in the relationship. So, yeah. I hope that that was helpful. The wait to be invited does not have to give you anxiety. You have the aura. You have the wisdom. You can always use my little trick. I say, you know what? I see something. Can I say something? And that's really important to start with if you feel like they're not inviting you. And if you have a defined spleen and you're not very patient about waiting for the invitation, number one, learn to be patient. And number two, try and use that trick phrase about, um, hey, I see something. Can I say something? And that's really important to use as a projector. Yeah. So this all ties into how we relate to each other. When we're conscious about who we are, what our energy body is, being aware of ourselves um, and others around us, 
that is how we're going to flow in relationships, which is what I talk about on Empath and the Narcissist. We talk so much about how do we heal from a relationship and awareness to know the signs that you are dealing with someone who is pushing your boundaries and knowing which centers are open to receive amplified energy to be able to guard those up. Where you can read and listen more about what I'm saying is in the Empath and Narcissist podcast. Every Tuesday, I do a human design episode, so you can go back through those. I did a whole series on the centers. I'm going back to the basics and doing another series on the types. I did generator last week. This week, I'm recording right now the projector. You can also dive even deeper into the Empath Healing Membership, where I have a whole bunch of videos and blogs about human design. And I am working on writing a new book that should be out at the end of this summer. So make sure you signed up to my newsletter, the Empath Healing Community, to get notifications about receiving that for free. It's going to dive even deeper into all the aspects of the human design chart, giving you places for affirmations and contemplations and working and writing on all of that. And it'll be like in a workbook form that's paired up with the empath and narcissist book. So make sure you're a part of the newsletter. So you will be able to have a chance to get that for free to help me write reviews and be part of the review team. So I'd love for you to be a part of that. There's a bit more we could talk about um, different centers in this particular case study chart. I'll just do one last segment about the toxic interactions or where you can be more on guard from someone who's trying to manipulate you or like amplifying their energy into your space. So if we're not aware of this, then it will just naturally happen, right? We as empaths, we're open, we're kind-hearted, we are willing to see the good in everybody. And so I, what I love about the human design chart is it gives us that map of to, to see where you can really guard yourself up and use, let's say, for instance, discernment. In this particular chart that I'm looking at, she has an open will center. It's the tiny triangle just to the right of the diamond. And this open will center is something about the energies of other people's agendas, other people's wills, the willpower to do something, to push through, to convince you to do something. Sometimes there's no convincing. It's just them saying one thing and you're amplifying their agenda. So that's the thing that I really see with impasse and narcissists is the narcissist agenda. It can even be with people who aren't toxic. It's just, you just find yourself hopping on a bandwagon so quickly. Let's say you have a defined will center friend who wants to do a keto diet and they talk to you about it. They're obsessed with it. They love it. They're like, let's do it together. And you have an open will center. And without using your inner authority, you're going to say yes right away. You're going to be like, let's do it. Keto sounds amazing. I'm so excited about this. And then you get home and you are writing down your grocery list of all the things that you need to buy for the keto. And you're like, I don't really want to not eat, you know, whatever they don't eat in keto. I forget. I don't want to do that. Like, I like bread. I like pastries. I like croissants or whatever. And so you all of a sudden are now off the bandwagon because you're out of their aura. That really wasn't for you. And that's why you have to use your inner authority to determine, is this for me or not? And so when you're, especially when you're 
in the influence of a toxic person and all they're thinking about is themselves and what they want. They're not thinking about what you want. So it's your job to think about what you want. And that's knowing, oh, I have this center open. I need to take time. I need to not say yes right away. And I need to get back to them on this and just always with caution moving forward and then use your discernment and inner authority. This also is an interesting chart because she has an open identity. This is a beautiful superpower. However, when you're not aware of it, you can really be pulled and sucked in by bad people, bad crowds to kind of assimilate and experience yourself in their toxic type of identity. It's a, a bit of a shape shifter, which can be beautiful because you, you can experience lots of different, you know, this person's chart, Melissa, you can experience lots of different Melissa's, but only it's a good experience when you're around healthy people. When you're around unhealthy people or toxic people, you're going to experience a toxic Melissa as well. And that's not always fun because then it starts to pull you down this really deep rabbit hole and the narcissist can pull you in that way. So those are the two biggest ones I see there. The last one is the open spleen, just to say that is one that can really lock you into being codependent with a defined spleen. The spleen is a triangle on the left. And the spleen, when you have it open, you're sensitive to a lot of things. Very sensitive to your body. You're sensitive to your environment. And it kind of gives you a bit of anxiety when you're not grounded. And you need to, within yourself, ground yourself. This particular, Melissa, you have a, a defined root. So you really can tune into grounding into your root and your root chakra to the earth and everything. All the grounding exercises to help you feel comfortable within yourself. But if you don't do those things in your unconscious, you attract to a defined spleen center. They could be a healthy defined spleen center, but you'll still feel like you have a bit of codependency with that person because it just feels comfortable. You feel grounded when you're paired and they kind of fill in your spleen. And this can be a really, really big dangerous thing because you feel good and you miss the narcissist. You miss that codependent relationship. You miss that security, even though all the bad times were really bad. And so this is another big center I see to be aware of and to guard yourself up against and to really do all the self-care practices and ground yourself. So that I will conclude for you, projector, and for those particular centers, if you have them. You can be any type and have any of these centers open. So you may be a generator and have an open spleen, open will, or an open identity. It's possible. So just take a look at your chart. If you don't have it, you can grab it for free when you sign up to the Empath Healing Community. And I'm happy to draw it up for you and give you a summary. How do you know you're on the right path? The healing journey is unique to each person and it takes one baby step at a time. The truth about narcissists, journal ritual, EFT tapping, mirror work, connect with your healed ancestor, Ho'oponopono prayer, dealing with difficult people meditation, gratitude journal, and human design 101. These are just some of the few tools that I have included in the Empath and Narcissist book, A Healing Guide, with spiritual exercises, 
I am over here on the other side of the deep, dark cavern abyss that you're facing right now, of the unknown. I'm here waving, cheering you on to take your next right step to the other side. And one of those steps is to educate yourself and gain all the healing tools that have helped me cross my own bridge to the other side and have a life full of abundance and love and peace away from the narcissist. You can find my book on Amazon and listen on Audible today. In your soul healing journey, you find the tools and exercises to help you bust through the cage of victim identity and out into a huge beacon of light to fulfill your soul's destiny. This is exactly my goal to help you with in my book and the new book that I am writing right now in the process that we will take you through in the Empath Healing Membership. At the moment, we have an Empath Healing Membership with a library, weekly meditations starting in July, and monthly healing circles. I am feeling called to up my game in this membership and have it be more organized or have it be a series of work guiding you through your healing process in this membership. I love your feedback on this. If you were to join the membership, is it best to include the workbook, have the workbook shipped to you when you sign up, and a series of videos to help you go along with the workbook and the membership, accompanied with the weekly meditation meetings and healing circles. If this sounds good to you and something that you would love to dive into, I would love your vote as to what format is best that you would enjoy for this. Your vote will truly help me craft the best healing experience for you and other empaths on this same healing journey. You can vote in the link in the show notes and thank you so, so much. You got this. Have you been criticizing yourself over and over for the shape you are in? Have you fallen into a few bad habits that you want to let go of? You want to shed a few layers of clothes, maybe a drop a few pounds, create some new rituals and feel good about yourself? My friend and fellow podcaster, Terri Ann Hyman, has created this amazing eight-week online program, Summer Shapeshifting, a program designed to transform your confidence and courage in your body, mind, emotions, and spirit, working with spiritual intuitive tools and energy psychology, EFT. She will guide you into shapeshifting your energy into the energy of the wild woman of summer. This is an online group program with a VIP option for private mentoring. For more information, click the link in the show notes and a bonus when you sign up. Now receive your very own Wild Woman Mojo Medicine Bag. Thank you so much for listening and sharing with your friends this podcast. And until next time, we will be talking on Thursday about the lies of the narcissist the narcissistic apologies unmasked so that's gonna be a good one all the ways that they use their apologies to keep you sucked into the relationship and that's what we talk about on thursday i'm so grateful for you listening finding the show and sharing it with your friends it would give a great boost in the heart-centered algorithm to rate and review this podcast if you are enjoying it take a screenshot share it on your socials share it in a text message to a friend that you know right now needs to be pulled out of the quicksand and remember always keep your unique light shining
losing time, I'm fading fast I just wanna make it last Try to let go of the past I close my eyes, embrace the blast Sleepless nights and headaches stack Restlessness to hell and back What's my purpose, what do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack And sometimes you just gotta believe There's something that'll give you relief There's something that'll have what you need what you need We're broken, it's tragic We're not all elastic But maybe there's magic Believe